Hello and welcome to My Life, My Journey podcast, the show that talks about mental health issues and the battles that I faced. People say that men need to speak up and so here I am and with this podcast to do just that along with all of the amazing guests that I have on this show. Stay tuned. Also, don't forget to check us out on Facebook at My Life, My Journey podcast. Let's go. This podcast isn't to be used to act as a substitute for mental health counselling and I am not a therapist in any way, shape or form. I'm just here giving you ways in which I dealt with my mental health. Welcome everybody to My Life, My Journey, the podcast, the podcast that talks about mental health and all of the in-between and all of the issues that we deal with on a day-to-day basis. A little bit like me and my guest today, this is our third attempt at recording because, well, I'm having issues with the internet and I've just seen a message from EE. They were repairing the phone line. So I think, well, I'll I'll introduce him anyway. It's uh, Dr. Jeremy Butler, aka Megatron. Uh, Jeremy, what was it like a minute ago? (laughs) pretty awful right <laughs> yeah that's technology for you so <laughs> you were saying you was having problems with a plug and play item that's what weren't you yes i ordered a plug and play camera and it said specifically made for mac i got it in and um then i had to spend like an hour and a half downloading software for it and i i emailed them and said this is not the definition of plug and play no it's not. You want to plug it in and it should just work straight out of the box. I know. <laughs> Thankfully, they actually gave me a refund for it and told me to keep it. Oh, sweet. Yeah. That's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's a good company too, but I don't understand why they said that because I've used their stuff before and it's been plug and play. And I, so it just was very interesting. So, but I noticed the next day after I send them an email they updated their amazon um advertisements saying this is not plug and play you have to download stuff for mac so i guess it is for maybe window or a pc but not for mac you know that's pretty amazing you've just helped perhaps thousands of people that are about to purchase said camera and you've, you've basically stopped a lot of refunds happening as well so apple are good to quick to jump onto that and quickly change the uh the itinerary on it so people are aware so well done you well thank you so helping you know, the world <laughs> is this not like little mental health for things not to work the way you think they should <laughs> exactly you know what that is exactly right the way this podcast has started today is literally my brain the way it works <laughs> exactly like mine <laughs> i think why aren't people more like me or why aren't why aren't I more like them than I realized? Well, no one's like completely like each other, and especially if you are like me with bipolar, you're not gonna think like. Well, even other people with bipolar's might not even think like you, or might not play out like you, and so that's why one reason I think it's hard to treat. Um, if that makes sense, it's just everybody looks different with mental health, and it's. Like, and it's just hard to treat it sometimes because the way I deal with it and what helps me may not help someone else. Yeah, that's too true. So to the listeners out there, me and Jeremy, have obviously, we've been having a chat. So we're going to fill you in 
Um, so, Jeremy, do you want to introduce yourself to the listeners for the third time, <laughs> even though it's their <laughs> first time, um, and just give a bit of a background, what it is you're doing currently at the moment, and um, mm. we've all heard it is bipolar that you're suffering with or dealing mm. with on a day-to-day basis, but if we can just start from there, then at least the listeners know where we are, even though we already know where we are. Mm. <laughs> I hope that makes sense in some way. Yes. <laughs> some universe, it definitely does. <laughs> yes. My name's Jeremy Butler, a.k.a. Megatron, and um, why do you want to call me? Um, I'm currently working for a Christian student club called Christian Challenge at the University of Arizona. and. The University of Arizona is in Tucson, Arizona, here in the United States, and we have 51,000 students. We're the 11th biggest university in the U.S., and so it's a pretty big campus. It's, I mean, I don't know what to compare it to in the U.K. except for, like, the University of Edinburgh, which I've been at, or Oxford, but it, they even them look differently because they have several campuses. But it's, say, that is a big number, what you've just said, though. Yes. Uh, especially being the 11th biggest in the U.S. as well. That's that's a lot of people. <laughs> yes, we would be like the ninth or 10th biggest city in to, in Arizona, I think, um, wow. if we were a city. And I might be wrong about that, but we would be definitely in the top 20. So um, if we were a city, we would be like in the top 20 in the state easily. So, and that's, that's why I do presently before I, I was, I was a pastor in, of two churches and a school teacher in New Mexico. And my wife spent 2014, 15 and 16 in China, teaching English in Beijing. Um, and I've done other stuff too. I worked retail for seven years. I, I spent most of my life in school. I'm 43 and I've, um, spent Oh, eight or nine years in graduate school, get my master's and my doctorate. So um, I like school, um, but. Um, yeah, so you're very educated as well to do your master's. That's that's not no easy feat, is it? It's quite an odd challenge. I mean, I'm struggling at the minute with my um, course that I'm doing. Uh, it, it's not easy. So fair play to you. <laughs> well, thank you. I, I think if this makes sense, my bipolar, I tell people it's a blessing and a curse. I think it actually helped me in school because <laughs> with bipolar, like, I don't know if your listeners, how much they understand it um, or not. So, but one of the things with bipolar, a lot of people deal with is they, when they have mania and when they're like having a manic episode or mania, they're like on a high, I would say they do a lot of projects and they do a lot of things and they think about a lot of of different things and they're very productive and that helped me in school, but it's not something that works for your lifetime. If that makes sense, because I could thrive on two hours of sleep a night for weeks. And that's not, that's not healthy or normal for your body. If that makes sense. No, no, it does. Um, I was speaking, um, to a previous guest about me mm-hmm. being exactly what you've just said. My head is running around constantly. I can't mm-hmm. sit still. I literally have four hours sleep every night and I'm a truck driver driving 
and I never feel tired. And when I do feel tired, I actually do break down. I'll just go. But that could be once forever. Um, so I do understand that. But it's making me question my own thing now, thinking, do I need to go to doctors and get checked for that? Maybe. <laughs> because I can't sit still. I'm always doing different projects, never satisfied. And I've got to be doing something at every given moment. So what, yeah, it relates to me. I'm not sure what the listeners know. Yes. Um, but that's why I've got you on, obviously, to to speak and raise awareness on bipolar and what it means um, for people suffering with it, if you know what I mean. Yes. Um, I can give a quick overview of that, if if that would be helpful, in a couple minutes so people can understand some of the basics of bipolar. And, of course, there's much more to it than yeah, what no, I no, can give no. in a couple minutes. I was going to say, where did it all start? What, what what part of your life did it start? Was it Did you have a good upbringing and stuff like that? Or is it just... Do you reckon it is just chemicals in your in your own brain that, that's brought it on, or how does it work? See, I'm not hundred percent certain on what bipolar is. I, it, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not a professional on this. <laughs> well, by the way, I'm I'm not a professional on this either. I I'm uh, in like I'm clergy, and so I've taken a lot of like classes to help like for counseling. But um, yeah, this is. The issue is bipolar is one of those treat like disorders that is very much understood by um, so many people. And I've even had um, my my psychiatrist said the problem with it is until about twenty or thirty years ago, it really wasn't properly treated like by medicine, by counseling, and by um, other things. So, but to answer your question. Yes, I had a very good upbringing. My parents um, both treated me well, but I do have an aunt that is was bipolar. She is bipolar, and there's a history of that in my family, apparently. And so they do believe it's somewhat chemical, like it's chemical in the brain. They've done studies, and bipolar, a brain that is bipolar looks different than a normal brain. And when I went to my psychiatrist, she did some. She wanted to do some brain um, brain scans just to roll out and blood work to roll out anything else. Um, and she said, "Look at your brain." I said, "Yes." And she goes, "Look at a normal brain." I said, "It looks kind of different." And she says, "Well, I believe you have bipolar." And we talked through some things over the next couple of weeks. And yeah, my brain looked different. I don't know how to explain that, but she showed me a like brains that you can just look this up online. But there have been study on that. Your brain kind of looks different. And so there's a Is it like the activity? Reason. Like the activity in the brain? Because I've seen like slides yeah. of, of brains where it will show certain activities with your left and right moving together, like from sensations, from feelings yes. or whatnot. Is that what you mean? It's like the activity that's going off in, in different places to where it normally would go off on certain feelings yeah. or thoughts. I'm, I'm just guessing here, by the way. From what I understand, that's part of it, but it just, they just, yeah, there's just, it's a, there's somewhat of a difference in it. And that's, um, makes the, it just, the brain is different, looks different. And so right. it works different. Yes. And, but I started 
when I was in high school, I noticed I was just different. Like, like, I noticed I didn't need sleep a lot, or I needed lots of sleep. I, I noticed I was very productive. I was, um, I would be like, I'd agitate people, kind of. I'd feel very high, um, extremely, I was very irritable. I was wired all the time. I didn't need sleep. I was able to do many things at once without, you know, getting tired. You know, I could do like 10 things at like one time. Um, huh. um, some people have excess appetite for food, like alcohol, sex, or drugs. Um, the only thing that's allowed me is I kind of have the appetite for food. <laughs> that's how that played out. And... Um, and so that played out with me like that. And then I'd go to the other extreme where I would be like, wouldn't do anything. I wouldn't feel like I'm important. I would sleep 12 to 14 hours a day. And they diagnosed me with bipolar one, which means I would be at least a week of like the mania, like the highs and typically depressive episodes last in two weeks. And bipolar two is where it's, um, shorter periods, if that makes sense. Um, no, it does, and, yeah, because there's like two types of diabetes, isn't it? I think one's yes. the more serious one, isn't it? Whereas two, it's you can manage it and yes, maybe get off being diabetic altogether, can't you? So, yes, I think I, think I do understand that one, yeah, with, with the numbers. Yeah, and I'm actually a diabetic. And by the way, I don't know if people know this, but people with bipolar disorder have a much higher rate of being diabetic because oh, right. it's, um, it's, it's harder for them to have a good diet because of the way they, they're, if they're not treated, they have migraines more, which they don't know why. And they suicide rates is much higher. Um, and a couple other medical things like heart attacks seem to be higher in people with bipolar. And they think it goes back to, that if left untreated, they don't have a healthy lifestyle per se, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, I noticed that in high school, I thought differently, didn't think anything about it. Went to college and graduate school and never really had, um, I would say, major flare ups in my mind, but. Then I got married. My wife and I spent 2014 through 16 in China, and I I wasn't dealing a lot with the depression or the mania there, but I also was getting good rest. I was eating well. I I slept a lot. I mean, like normal, like eight, seven to nine hours a day. I was getting sleep. Um, I had a job I enjoyed. I came to New Mexico. Here in the United States, and I pastored two churches, and I taught school. And um, I tend to be a workaholic. Um, I was going to say it's coming across that you're very passionate about about keep doing things, keep yourself motivated, and and enjoying life. Really, so it's a good thing from what I'm hearing. You know, China, that's an amazing, amazing adventure in itself. I'd love to go there. <laughs> Oh, and then obviously to come back to, you know, well, to go to New Mexico and then to teach as well and be a pastor at two churches. Yeah. And 
completing my doctorate at the same time. And, wow. <laughs> um, and I was working at one point. I had one year in 2018. I kept a record of my hours. I worked over 6,000 hours in 2018. Whoa. So um, is this a blessing then? Because it seems like entrepreneurs are very similar to you. Millionaires around, they just nonstop. <laughs> you know, in some ways, yes, because people I work with, the students I work with, that I serve, you know, they say that I have really great ideas. And I'm like, I don't know about that, but thank you. I just, I've, I just have a lot of ideas. So, like, for example, I'll say, Let's have a night where we watch the two worst movies of all time and eat wings. Perfect. Which I, I think that. that's a great idea. Yeah, I love that. That's me. I love that. But they don't see the other side of that where I'll tell my wife a hundred ideas in a night and they're pretty much like 99 of them are horrible and off the wall. Like that makes sense. Yeah, but what a great character to have. That's your yeah. character trait. That is that's a lovable rogue right there. I love yeah. that guy. You know, <laughs> you know, that that guy honestly, you know, that guy right there to me, uh hopefully you don't take this as a, a offense, but like Jonah Hill and Seth Rogan, they're, they're two of my favorite funny comedians to what they do. They can I can literally see them now sat in a room and watching rubbish films eating wings. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a movie right that's a movie right there so. that's, they could make a movie about them two doing that exactly and uh, it'd be funny it would it would be it'd be hilarious i mean jonah hill's just done um paul stutz um i don't know if you've seen it it's on netflix it's great it's all in black and white yeah and yeah, he films it yeah it's and that was even come across funny even though it was quite a hard-hitting story behind it all he still made it comedy you still yes. found the light, the light in the dark, if you know what I mean. And I love that. Yes. It, but, it, I yeah. love when they make something that's like very hard, but they add humor to make it relatable and um, to help make it not so like heavy at times. And yeah. Um, and, and see, that's the, you know, the thing of, about what I was telling you earlier, it's kind of a blessing and a curse of bipolar. Meaning, I get a lot of things done, but like I said, in 2018, I worked that much. In 2019, my wife just sat me down and said, you know, you need to go see a doctor. Something's wrong with you. And what was happening was in about a week's time, I would, I drove like, we lived in New Mexico, very like in the middle of nowhere, very rural area. I drove three hours to go watch a movie in the middle of the night in a theater, but it was like two in the morning. No theaters were open. Another night I drove to the gym, which is like a 45 minute to an hour drive each way, three different times, or maybe four, something like that. One night I went to Denny's in another town when I could have gone to one closer. Um, I think I worked like three nights, like three whole days and nights in a row without sleeping. And I had like 12 or 13 projects. Well, and then I um, then I just um, gave away a large, like I collected um, 
I've collected like video games. I don't know if collecting is the right term because I play them. Like, but stuff I grew up with, like Nintendo, the all right, I think you say the NES in England, right? Yeah, Super Nintendo or NES, yeah. like Nintendo yeah. or yeah, yeah. Or, or SNES. SNES yeah. for Super yeah. Nintendo, yeah. I um I collected those. I had a Sega Genesis, Sega CD, or what you call Mega Drive. I had a lot of classic systems. And it's good to know that you know you you know the English terminology as well that we have in yeah. England. I, I love that. See, yeah, yeah. I'm a gamer too. I love I love all the computers yeah. like Amstrad and Amiga and all of oh, that yeah. as well. Yeah, we used to play yeah. cannon fodder. That was quite cool. Yeah, game. <laughs> I even had Amiga 32 CD. Wow. Um, that I got for like five bucks somewhere because somebody didn't know what it was. And <laughs> great. Like, I, I was like, I had like two games for it and. I'm like, I really don't know much about it because it's more of a British thing than over here. I must admit, sense. I've never, I've never actually seen or heard of one of those. We had the Amiga 500, which was floppy, yeah. floppy drive, if mm-hmm. you know what I mean, in the side. I do. Uh, yeah. Just a keyboard, really. But yeah, it's, it's great, great computers, you know. And I had about five thousand dollars of the stuff, and I gave a bunch of it away to people, just out of the blue, or. Just chunked it. And my wife says, why don't you do that? I says, I don't have time to play it. And, and, um, yes. And I would, I would like, like I said, I would just drive in the middle of the night, like with no sleep. And I would just go do random things. And that doesn't seem dangerous, but it, like it really is. If you haven't slept for three days and you're driving. Well, yeah. Um, it's okay, like being like, drunk, isn't it? Yeah, like one day I drove to the, like I said, I drove to go eat an hour away. I don't remember going there. I just remember, I just remember waking up in the parking lot of the restaurant. Whoa. And so my wife says, you're going to the doctor or I'm taking you. So um, they found out I, I was type 2 diabetic, which doesn't help the problems. But then they, I said, look, I've had suicidal thoughts. That was part of it. I said, I. I don't know if you'd classify me as suicidal, but I just said, I don't want to take my own life, but if I don't wake up, I don't care. Like, um, so yeah, that, that sounds very much like the course I'm doing at the moment where it does say a lot, a lot of suicides, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the time they don't actually want to die. They don't actually want to do that. They're looking for an escape mm-hmm. and they do want to live, but obviously they need somebody to sit them down and talk or listen more more importantly listen to what's going on and <sighs> and as soon as my doctor for his credit as soon as he heard that he says well he called our local psychiatrist and got her on the phone and she saw me that day did and they um put me on some um a mild antidepressant for the time being just because of that but they did tests like more blood work and they did a brain scan to look my just other things because they wanted to roll out if it's something like a brain tumor or something that's partly physical, like bipolar is physical. I'm I'm not saying that, but like something else, like a brain tumor or something else that could make something like that happen. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, no, um, totally, totally makes sense. And and that's what happened. And over the course of about two months, they put me on some. Um, a mild antidepressant and mood stabilizer. And basically my doctors, my two doctors said, if you don't get rest, um, 
you want love to be 45 and I'm 43. And this was five years ago, by the way. Um, this was four years ago in 2019. And so, and I started getting more rest and things got better. And it's really improved since I've been here in my new like job because it's been less stressful and I get more rest. And, um, and that's it's also a purpose, helped. I would imagine, as well, isn't it? Yes. And it is. And that's kind of my, I mean, my story. Um, what helped me, like I tell people five things helped me was um, number one, just getting the help from a doctor. And number two, the medications have helped, but like the doctors told me, they're not a silver bullet. Like they're not going to just fix you or whatever they're an aid. And yeah. And thankfully I, the first two medications they put me on helped me a lot of times it takes months to get on the correct medication. So I was fortunate about that. That's very fortunate. Number three is proper rest. Um, I mean, that's just, I think, common sense. But if you're bipolar, you can go months without proper rest. Yeah. I mean, you, I think we, I heard you say you sleep like four hours a day. Yeah, I, um, I don't sleep yet. Even even on the weekends when I haven't got work, I don't really have to get up for anything. And I'm still waking up at like three, four in the morning. And I've, mm. I've gone to bed at midnight. Yeah. It's, you, you are actually making me think quite a lot. I mean, most of the listeners now, if they've heard every single one of these podcasts, you'll hear that most of the stuff that Jamie's talking about here is, is things that I'm actually suffering with. And I've spoke about these things, but I never knew that it may be bipolar that's causing all these, these feelings inside of me. Cause it's, it, I don't know. Can, can people suffer from multiple different things like, depression anxiety and bipolar i don't know if that's even possible so now I'm, i don't know if i'm just leeching onto what you're saying yeah but most of my friends will will tell you jermaine why don't you stick to one thing that's that's mainly what i get told on a day-to-day basis and it's because i'm not fulfilled mate i'm not i i need to be doing something else and there was a moment where i learned how to cut hair i started a clothing line I did music. I was doing music videos. One time I was building PCs. Then I was fixing mobile phones and putting logos on phones back in the day on the old Nokia 3210s. <laughs> I was building websites. Then I took, bought a camera, become a photographer for a little bit, doing weddings, portraits. I'm never satisfied. And, and I just feel like I'm always racing around, racing around a little bit like you. I, I can't stop. Like As a truck driver... I do not like waiting around in traffic. I don't like waiting around on bays. I need to keep moving. So they've adapted that in my job. And now I'm on containers where I literally go there, get get fixed with literally with 15 minute turnaround and I'm back on the road again. It's, it's powerful stuff. So I imagine, is this having a toll on you as well? Although you can see the good things about it, but the actual, the realism of what you're going through What's yes. that like in your own body and yourself without anybody around, just you on your own? How well, does that make you feel? Well, you said about doing all this stuff is exactly I um like at one time I was said I'm gonna like I started a podcast and I did it for three years and it was horrible. Um I 
actually um, had a techno band in college with a friend. Um, and we don't listen to techno music, really. Yeah. Like, it was just a joke um, for fun. And I, um, I one time wanted to be a pro wrestler as well as doing what I do in like a, awesome. like a clergy. Awesome. I, I, I wanted, I, I actually put in to start a record label, but never really like did anything but the paperwork. Um, I, I actually wrote a script, like part of a script for a movie. And I say part of a script, I, I had like three pages of like a three page outline and then like did 12 different ideas of a movie one night. And um, like, those are just like, I like that's part of being bipolar. That's, Good and bad, I guess, um, in a sense. I've just got a newfound love for you, my friend. Oh, thank you. Honestly, I was 12 years old. My dad gave me a PDA. It was the, it was a gift that I had had when, we, when me and my dad started speaking together mm. again when I was a little bit younger, mm. about 12. Mm-hmm. That PDA wasn't put down. I wrote a sci-fi movie on my PDA. I was out playing with friends, and they all come up, what are you doing, Jermaine? Well, I'm in space at the moment, and I'm just writing about this really badass um, action bit that's going on. And then I'd go home and draw the spaceship and all the different compartments. <laughs> and you saying that, it just brought that memory straight back to my head. It reminds me when I did my doctoral dissertation, 149 yeah. pages. And you're supposed to do, like, one chapter, get it approved. And I just sent it, like, I just told my professor, I go, I have the whole thing done. He goes, Jeremy, you sent me chapter one two days ago. I'm like, yeah, I just stayed up like for 48 eight hours straight and did the rest. He goes, what? He goes, I just thought, let's just get it done. Yeah, I love that. He goes, okay, you send me chapter two when we get this approved. <laughs> so I'm like, okay. Mate, I love, honestly, you're, for me, you're a fresh breath air. Uh, is that fresh? Yeah, yeah. For fresh air. Breath yeah. Fresh. I'm a bit rubbish with words, by the way. Uh, hey, <laughs> I mix up my words and stuff like that. Um, yeah, well, and I read questions really wrong as well sometimes because of my dyslexia. I'm not. I, I sometimes read the question, but don't read the question. I kind of skip through the question in the words. <laughs> I have the same problem with numbers. <laughs> yeah, but, sometimes yeah, I get mm. an address and go the wrong place because I read the numbers backwards. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I was a courier driver at DPD, and say if I was delivering to number ninety six, I'd go to sixty nine. Yeah, <laughs> I've done the same thing. <laughs> uh, you know oh. what? This is wow. There's not many people I can speak to and find commonalities in well, because I... I always say to myself on a day to day basis, I'm not saying you do this. I do this. I've said it on the podcast. I just want to feel normal. I do not feel normal. I don't feel like I fit in anywhere. There is something wrong with me. And there's many times where I've looked up, like even this morning, I was looking up at God in my truck. What have I done? Why can I not just fit in? Why am I always making people around me upset? Even though I don't feel like there's a reasoning behind it because I'm being as good as I can, but people seem to be upset with me for some reason. Like why? What have I done? (laughs) I'm trying to work this out. And I just I, don't know if it's my brain just going overdrive. I've, I've been there too. And my, my, sometimes my wife will say, Jeremy, just take a deep breath and don't overthink everything. She goes, 
just because they don't like your idea doesn't mean they don't like you. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. That, oh, yeah. okay. Right. Just, it's just a horrible idea. Our, it's maybe a good idea, but just won't work right now. Or she'll say maybe it just won't, like, it's a, maybe it's a great idea and it's just not something they want to do. I'm like, oh, is... I've never thought of that. And see, that's what makes you ask the question about bipolar and depression. Like, depression's part of it. And people always ask me, is regular depression or like where depression without like the highs easier to deal with than bipolar depression? I, I tell people, I don't know, but in some ways, I believe it is for me because you're on these highs and things are going well, and then you go to these super lows. Yes. Um, if that makes sense. So no, it, that, that's me. I mean, if, if my friend Mike, who I class is my mentor, and one of my uh, bestest friends, Mike, if you're listening to this, I need you to t- tell me. Honestly, he'll tell you this is me. I have highs and lows. Everybody's my missus will say sometimes for a laugh, and I, I think she's joking, Jermaine, why aren't you? Oh, here he is, bipolar Jermaine. And I get upset by it and I feel offended because I'm like, I ain't bipolar. <laughs> but what you're saying here, like, like literally, if, if Mike's listening to it, he knows me closer than anybody. He will know. Jermaine, this is you. You overthink everything. Everything you do, you have to look for the reasoning behind everything that you're doing. Have you made a mistake? Why have you made the mistake? And he literally slaps me into place and says, Jay, just chill. Let's have a look at the situation. And you're literally speaking straight to me here. Like, literally, you are connected to me right now, Jeremy. I've never been disconnected. Wow, this, is, this is something else. On well, you know, you talking about God, why are you not happy with me? You know, I think, I, you know, I don't know about England, about the UK, yeah. but in America, it's, it's changing a lot. But for so long in America, just in the medical field, um, Every way society, the mental health health wasn't really, I think, taken as seriously. Now, on the other end, part of the issue is you have people like that basically use it as an excuse just to do whatever they want. If that makes sense. Um, so, um, like they, they might say, I'm, "I'm bipolar," so it doesn't matter if I'm mean to you or if I steal things. And they just say, it's the way I am. And um, and so people kind of, you kind of have both of extremes there. But like, for example, the church in America hasn't really sought to help people with mental health until the last maybe five or 10 years. Um, and I was kind of ashamed to tell people as a pastor, as clergy, that I had bipolar. And I was thought, how stupid of me. I now I tell people and they're like, You'll be surprised how many students come up to me is like, you have bipolar and you do this and you have a doctorate and you can thrive. I'm like, yes. Just do you feel normal? I said, I never have. But, you know, I said, sometimes like, you know, I'm 43. Sometimes I think, why would, what is normal? Number two, um, why would you want to be normal? I, I, I know why we do. But I'm just saying, like, we're all unique. And, like, you just got to learn how to um, get help for yourself. And that is different for everybody. And I tell people there's five things you need to do. 
or I've done that I think you need to look into is get medical help from a doctor, and that includes counseling and if medicine if needed. Number two, like I said, get rest. Um, eat properly. I've lost 120 pounds in six years. Well, congratulations. Um, thank you. And I'm not sure why that is and why is it stones? No, it's, it's, it's really good. That's an, that's an achievement. That's it something to, to, to be proud of. Yeah. Well yeah. done. Um, my wife and I joined a gym. I, I Lifting weights really helps me out. Um, if I feel really stressed out, it's amazing what uh, an hour of hard lifting weights, what it'll do. And that might not work for everybody, but I'm just saying no, it some does. type of exercise. Are... I was going to say, you're bang on right. It's something that I've literally just undertaken. I'm on my... 11th mm. week next Monday. I've been mm -hmm. 11 weeks straight and it has been the most amazing medication, shall mm -hmm. I say, for my mental health. It is really keeping me disciplined mm -hmm. in making sure that I'm there. So 100%, I'm with you 110% on that. Ment uh, for mental health, whatever it is you're suffering with, the gym will will literally work wonders on you, on, on you. Mm -hmm mind body and soul it really yeah. works so yeah 100 percent with you on that i tell people if you don't want to join a gym do what i did too get a dog we have a big great dane and go walk like an hour a day that even helps just get outside um and it's interesting my dog knows when i'm depressed and he'll go to the door and whine to go for a walk and then i feel better i know that sounds might sound silly but um but I mean, that's just for me, like that's part of the thing is find something that you enjoy to do, enjoy doing and do it sometimes. And um, number five, I would say like for me, like telling other people and let them help you. Like my wife knows my trigger signs and she will sit down and say, are you going to rest? Are you taking medication? Um, different things. And um I would also say number six for me was is my faith, and um, this can be different for people. But um, I tell people just because you believe in God doesn't mean like some people, at least in America, believe that if you pray hard enough or just have enough faith, that everything will be perfect. And I don't believe the you know Bible teaches that, but I do believe my faith helps me if that makes sense. Um, I mean, life is going to be hard no matter how good we are, or how hard we work. Sometimes things just won't work out the way we want. And that's just it's life, life sometimes. Yeah, it's and, life. Um, I mean, that makes sense. But, you know, those are like six things that helped me was um, those things. And I, I just tell people, you know, get help that you need and go, um, you know, listen to people when if they tell you that someone's like, what not wrong with you like when someone's not if they believe someone's wrong with you whether they it is or not maybe listen to them if it's people that really care about you um and see that's the thing with being bipolar you have to are being diabetic as well people will tell you stupid things all the time yeah. and they mean and i think most of them mean well but you know like on youtube or TikTok or any type of social media, people are experts without being experts. Exactly. Yeah. They are, li li they're literally that. I mean, I've obviously getting back into the gym, I've 
that's another symptom for me. Whatever I'm into, I'm on YouTube watching hours and hours and hours and hours and hours of footage. Mm-hmm. So at the minute, I'm watching obviously bodybuilding, mm-hmm. how to how to get rid of my little bit of a belly fat because I've got belly fat. I'm 15 stone. I think for you for the conversion of US, it's about 202 pounds. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone I'm watching, they're all like, "Oh, if you do this, you will look like this arm." And it's like you can already tell the vibe that. They've had steroids. They, they they're not going to build like that. I'm not going to build like that by lifting that weight that way. It's going to take years. But it's because it's a falsity. It's advertisement. They know if you put a good looking body on YouTube to sell a product, they're going to sell it because people are going to buy into that. Yeah, if you know what I mean. And I'll, I yeah. do. And there's um, a couple like good YouTube channels that I've watched and um, that um, have videos such as they'll say what it looks like. One's a guy that suffers from bipolar, but he does a good job of doing it like a role play video, like what it looks like when people suffer from bipolar misconceptions. Um, So there's good ones out there, but you just kind of have to weed through it and realize like, what works for other people may not work for you. So if someone tells you this, you have to do this, that's typically not going to help you, if that makes sense. Um, no, it does. It, make, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, I, I've, I've seen YouTube videos where they say, if you're bipolar, like, I saw this video, they said, if you're bipolar, you just need to run six miles a day for six months, and you'll be cured. I'm like... <laughs> Who's I'm not going to run. I hate running. No. Now, now, let me say this. If my doctor said to me, we found out if you, the research shows 72% of bipolar patients, if they run six miles a day for six months, it changes their brain. I might do that. I would listen to them. But like, it just was like, that's the dumbest thing I heard. I'm not going to watch yeah. them anymore. No, like, if that makes sense. Not everybody can run. I've tried no. it. I get shin splints. I, you know, oh. it's it, that is the honest to God. How can that even be allowed to be on YouTube? Surely they should ban false advertising. <laughs> I know it's ridiculous. And that's, and that's why I tell people this is what's helped me. Um, and but I, I always tell people don't be afraid to take medicine. Um, like talk to your doctor. Like we've over-prescribed people here in America a lot of times, but that doesn't mean medicine doesn't help. Like, in mental, like, with bipolar patients, most bipolar patients don't take their medicine. Um, So I'm not telling you if you're bipolar, you have to take medicine. I'm just saying, if you sit with a professional and you, you know, I got a second opinion. I talked to two different psychiatrists. Yep, good idea. Very good idea. Um, yeah. My medical doctor, they they worked with my my psychiatrist, my regular medical doctor, and my diabetes specialist all worked together, and they agreed on this, like, together. They see me a nutritionist. It's like a holistic approach. So I'm just saying mood stabilizers, antidepressants have helped me, but none of them have said, oh, this is the magic bullet. I, I say it like this. I'm diabetic. I can take my medicine, but if I don't eat right, and if I don't exercise, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
If I, I hope that makes sense. I'm not no, saying no, just no, go 100%. take medicine. I'm saying listen to your doctors, get a second opinion, listen to professionals and think through that and ask questions like, why do you think I need this? Like, you know, be informed about it too. Um, exactly. Yeah. Educate yourself because it make you feel better as well about mm-hmm. the the um, tablet that you're about to take. I did the same thing when I was prescribed with sertraline. Um, after about six months, I didn't feel really any happier. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was put on the highest dosage at that point because I kept asking, look, can we up this? It's, I ended up on 150 milligrams of sertraline, which was basically serotonin to replace that chemical in my brain. Mm. Um, it then went back and we said, right, let's prescribe you this. And then I got given phloxamines, which is basically Prozacs mm. in, in the US. And I was on them for six months. And it does say inside, you are not to come straight off these tablets. Side effects, obviously, I'm not going to say the side effects on here because it could cause people triggers because obviously there's negative words in there. But I understand you, you'll perhaps know exactly what the side effects are if you've had mm. similar sort of tablets. Um but yeah, you're supposed to be weaned off. And in August, I literally just stopped. Not this August. Uh, was it last last August? It was last August. I just literally stopped taking them. I had the pills. We was on holiday with the family. And I just, you know, my missus said, if you had a pill today. I went, no, you know what? There they are. And I kept, um, I think I had two tablets out of it. And I, the, the whole packet was uh, was destroyed, basically. I put it in the bin, destroyed them, so no one else could get their hands on them. And I've not had a single tablet since. Um, but that was for me, that's my character. You see, that's the way I were. I thought, you know what? I can do this without it. Looking back, I think (laughs) I could do with some, some days because I'm, I do feel really down and depressed. Um, a lot of the time I'm trying to fight through it. I'm trying to put a face on to say that I don't need it, but that's just because I'm trying to tell myself that I don't need it. And reality, I perhaps do need a little bit of help still. I still need a little bit of help. Mm because um, I don't think you can be cured once you've once something's in you I think that's just that's just life isn't it it's, it's the way you yeah. are now yeah and I think it's bipolar um there's debate from what I've read there's debate on whether it can be if you will have to be on medication rest your life or be cured and um my my psychiatrist told me some people can be on medication short term and deal with it with like counseling and other things but some people can't so but it's not like she said we don't think of it as being cured just like if with your diabetes if you get on medication we don't want you to think that you're cured because you might stop eating healthy and taking care of yourself if that makes sense no no it does it's 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 right what you're saying there because it's not a cure it's a management pill Mm -hmm. it manages what's going on if you know what I mean. So yeah, totally yeah. get that. Yeah, like I was on Prozac. I, I'm technically still on Prozac, but my psychiatrist, since I've moved, said, okay, let's start weaning you off of that and just keep you on mood stabilizers. Yeah. And and so basically I'm off of it. And she says, let's, you know, I'm going to give you a prescription for 30 days. And if you, she goes, um, if you feel like suicidal, um, I want you to call me and then, I want you to start taking it, but you know, um, that's why she put me on it originally. Cause when I get super low, but once I got like, once I moved and got more rest, um, it was a thing that I didn't like need as much. And I'm thankful she kind of thought through that with me. She says, let's, 
see take you off of slowly and see if you um it's something that you can do without because she says if you need it we'll keep it but i don't want to over medicate you yeah no no so. I, I totally understand all of this this is yeah. this is this is just well it's just it's, it's what i was going through you, you're saying it exactly as it is yeah. i mean what were your um so, so you know when you're having a day where you're not feeling yourself and your wife's obviously there comforting you and helping you out. So great wife to have, to be honest with you, to have there. We all need that on our side to, to put us into, into gear and reality kind of thing, bit of a reality check. But do you have any coping mechanisms around you? Have you created like for myself, I've got meditation that I've just introduced into my life. I'm still trying to work that out, how it all mm. works. Um, and then I have like a journal and gratification sort of thing that where I'll write down. So if I'm having a bad day, I'd write things down to look back at if that makes any sense try and just basically for my triggers and my, and my the way i'm feeling if i have a trigger obviously i just go quiet i go really like definitely quiet and people know like jermaine's either going to flip off here because i've got i have anger issues because of this you know when i'm on a down i have real bad anger issues and i can snap at anybody at a moment's grace and i don't mean it i really don't mean it. i'm not a, i'm not a horrible person that the slightest thing can knock me over the edge so I'm always asking other people, like, if, if there is anything, what what do you do for your coping mechanisms? And maybe I can introduce it into my life, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I understand. I broke a, I broke a Nintendo Switch and a PS4 on the same day just because I don't know why I was mad, but I was really angry. And um, my wife says, go to bed. <laughs> but um, there's several things that's helped me. Um, Number one is, um, and these are in no particular order, I guess, of help, but just um, different things. Um, number one is I have several like places in the Bible I read, like when like King David in the Psalms feels like depressed, but he says, "I know you're with me, God." I read those or I listen to them, and I pray. That helps me. Um, yeah. And there's a place in the Bible where it. It says that when his Jesus' friend Lazarus died, he brought him back to life, but he cried with the people. And I remember, like, I remember, you know, Jesus has compassion on me. He um, gives me grace, and, um, you know, I need to work on being better, but at the same time, you know, like, let's get past that and work to be better in the future. I, I keep that in mind instead of dwelling on the past. Um, you know, sleep, like sleep are, helps me. And sometimes my wife will just say, hey, go get in the car um, and go drive around and listen to some music for a few minutes or um, go play the video games for a few minutes. Um, or we'll go to like a um, American football game or a baseball game for the, at the university or go watch a movie. Those things like help me like doing things I enjoy or getting rest. Sometimes she knows that, um, that, and also for me, she'll say, go check your blood sugar. Cause sometimes I'm having a, like a depressive episode and my blood sugar is high. Well, that's like a double edged sword, like double. But I, those things for me, like I just tell people if you're, if you get angry or you're feeling like depressed, one of the best things for me is always, I go listen to a, to something and I try to lay down and sleep a little bit 
get some rest if I can. Or, yeah. You know, that's helped me a lot. Yeah, I must admit, I watch, I watch a lot of films. I mm-hmm. do watch a lot of films. I've binged all the Marvels and Star Wars and all the funny films and <laughs> sad films. Yeah. <laughs> I do yeah. that quite a lot to try and clear my head. But Yeah, that's it, something my wife noticed when she said I was, something was wrong. I binged, um, I binged like three seasons of Star Trek Next Generation in one night. Yeah. I'm like, I used to love Star Trek. As I did too. I always remember that. Yeah, that was that was great. That was yep. Spock. <laughs> yeah, that's Spock. why I like Young Sheldon and uh, the Big Bang Theory as well because he, he they're always on about Star Trek in there, and I love it. <laughs> great references. Oh, yeah. Brilliant show. Yeah, um, but what you said there though, you know, with the Bible, and mm-hmm. the, the, I'm I'm always on the I've always been on the edge mm-hmm. with, with with that type of thing. Um, when I'm at my most downest, I will speak to him or her mm. or, or whatever being God is. But then I always think, oh, I'm not really big into it, but deep inside, I'm always asking for help from that certain mm. spiritual person in the sky. And there was one time where I actually downloaded the Bible app mm-hmm. and I had no idea how to read it for me. Um, I was given a Bible many years ago from a lady who was a nurse in a hospital when I, when my partner gave birth to my first child and I've still got it to this day and I still don't know how to read it. I still don't know how to look for guidance in it. And you've just, you know, said certain things like verses Mm -hmm. that you go to. And I've always wondered because I look at it because I want, like I'll sit there sometimes and I'll type in, in Google or whatever. Google's obviously the worst place you could ever search up anything because if you put, I've got a bad toe, it, you've, you've got the C word in that toe. It's always the negative on Google, I find. Yes. So I'll do the similar thing, but in the Bible and I'll search up um, having a really bad time at work. And I was, I'm trying to find scriptures in there that would say, ah, if you're having a bad time at work, then this is where it is. That if I could find and read the Bible like that and get the answers that I needed, I would be much more prominent with religion kind of thing. The only reason why I'm not is because I don't understand it. If that makes any sense to you. It does. Um, I have a couple of suggestions if you're okay with it. Yeah. I was, I was actually going to say at the end, um, if there's anything that, that so I don't know the difference between verses Psalms, but it starts with a P. So I'm like P Psalms, Psalms. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I'm not making a mockery whatsoever here. I'm just, I'm deadly serious. I've got the app on my phone. I've had it there for quite some time mm-hmm. because when you are driving at three, four in the morning in a truck and you've got tears streaming down your face and you're asking, you're looking for help and there's nobody awake. There's nobody around you to speak to about what you're going through. Mm-hmm. That's what the app was for. I thought I could turn to that. Maybe there's an answer in there that can make me feel a bit better in the moment. Mm-hmm. But I literally, I just don't. No, I've read the story in there. Obviously, the, the, the way that the world, the, the earth was built and the universe was built on the seventh mm-hmm. day, God rested. But then it goes into different sections of it. And I'm like, what? I, I don't understand what part I need. What do I need? You know, yeah. <laughs> it just gets confusing for me. That's all it is. If I understood it, then maybe I'd be more into it. But because I don't actually understand it, I stay away from it because I don't. I'm butchering this, obviously. 
<laughs> no, you're not. I'm, I'm just if I if I knew how to actually use it for God, because everybody says have the Bible in your life, it will guide you. And every time I turn to it, it looks like, right, well, wh- where do I look? Mm-hmm. If you know what I mean. It does. Um, <laughs> that is um, a great question. Um, um, some Bible apps, there's one called, um, oh, my version. If you type in my version, it, and you can type in, like, it'll have different types of reading plans. Right. So I'm doing yeah. this as we speak. So yeah, go into my app store right now. And it might, it might change its name. I'm going to my app store as well. Um, and it has different reading plans. So, no, the, the one that's come up here is my version, which I think is a phone supplier. Then there's Bible yeah. app by Olive Tree. Read and study the Holy Bible. Yes, um, that that's a good one. Yep, that's um my let me see. It's got thirteen thousand five star ratings, so yeah, that must be the one, right? Oh, By I'm Gospel sorry. Technologies. You version, not my version. You oh, version. Virtue. Yeah, you version. Oh virtue. Version. So that's another problem of mine. I can't spell. Yeah, it'll come up um as Bible by life dot church you and then um v e r s o n um v e r s ah oh, there we go i think yeah um is it daily stud life church yes that's it it's yes that's Bible. the one i've had yeah that, that's literally the one i've got yes but there's um you can find plans and there's one for anxiety and it has like different reading plans for that anger depression that's um all different types of things that's a good place to start ah, um, and that's the one i've always had and i've yeah. always done and and what were the suggestions obviously i'll cut you off because yeah. Another so thing about me is I don't stop talking. <laughs> no, that's one is go through that and look through the um like the the um plans and look at the, the different topics like yeah. that you have. Another one is a place called open bible dot if you just type in open bible in Google, it'll come up and you can type in the topic and give you verses for it. Oh, okay. Open yeah. that sounds yeah. really easy to work with topical yes. bible bible verses by topic yes that's and, uh, amazing yes and another one is god got questions.org if you just type in got questions got questions got great because i've always got questions mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a great website because it's typically like takes you less than five minutes to read each one. Oh, there we go. 741,573 people of uh, Bible answered questions. Yep. And if you just type in, like, I just type in depression. What does the Bible say about depression? And it gives, it answers it, and it has some verses, and um, it actually has a video. Some other stuff has videos on it. And wow. I think those are three places to start. 
I was going to say, this is brought up 132 results found on depression alone. Yes. And, um, you know, and like I say with anything, um, whether you agree with their answer or not, they're coming from a Christian perspective. That'll kind of give you an, a way to kind of search for Bible answers, if that makes sense. Yeah. And um, you can actually email them if you don't find an answer. Like they, you, like a answer to a question, they'll email you like a response. That's, that's really good. And that, that will help a lot. Yeah. And, you know, the Psalms are a good place. Um, and the book of Proverbs, both in the Old Testament's good. And I tell people like to read the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Those are good places to start as well because you see the life of Jesus. But I, I really like the Psalms because it's, it, well, you'll read something and like they're basically like kind of like songs or poems that were used in worship. And I think that's why they're so, um, so many people like, like relate to them because you'll see one that's very uplifting. And then yeah. one where it's like, well, I feel like very sad. And um, you're like, but I know you're with me. So like, you'll find something encouraging in there. Yeah. It, it, for me, this may help me as well in a, in a way, but, but like I said, I've always been on and off mm-hmm. and I've always struggled mm-hmm. to understand um, how to do it. And, mm-hmm. and these links that you've given me, hopefully if there's any listeners out there that are also a little bit confused like me, don't really want to admit anything's inside obviously around friends and that but i'll be honest with you i have asked god for help in the past and if the listeners out there have also been in that position there's some great links there absolutely mm-hmm. great links so you can have it on your phone you don't even have to tell your friends that you got it on your yeah. phone you just have it on your phone and that and could be for you if yep, you and- didn't want to open up to people yeah oh, that's and great god, god questions has a good app too and they even have articles on how to read the Bible. And so, and they're pretty easy to follow and they'll like have a link, read the Bible in one year. I mean, like in different things. Yeah. And they so, have a podcast as well. It says here on their website. Yes, they do. Uh-huh. Oh, wow. Yeah. Crucial questions. Now that's brilliant. That is. And you and, can also donate as well. So we can donate some money to that cause as well and help them yeah. do more research, which is really cool. Yep, and uh, I'm free if you want to put my email address out there. If people have questions, I'm free to, um, e- like, they can email me, and I'm free. I I can help them, you know, like, with some of these questions and send them some resources if that that's something they would like. No, involved. definitely. I'll, I'll definitely be reaching out to you as well Yeah. <laughs> about um, things. What is your email for the listeners out there? It's um, jeremy at... Um, challengeaz.com. So that's Jeremy at chat, the word challenge, then AZ, which is Arizona's like short, like yep. sh- shorthand for Arizona, then dot com. Dot com. Yes. And I'll put that link in the description uh, of the show notes of this podcast as well. So if any listeners yeah. couldn't write it down quick enough, it will be in the show notes. I'll put yeah. all of um, Jeremy's um, links basically in mm. there for you guys to go off and uh, research as well and 
well, it's what a great offer as well that he's he's willing to help you guys out there listening as well. If you've got any questions uh, regarding to the Bible, really, yeah. if there's any any passages that you need, like myself, I need yeah. to learn how to read it because hopefully it can help me in life and yeah. and think differently as well. If I'm, I think the, the the one I was wanted to look for years ago and I've still not been able to find it was basically I speak before I think, and mm-hmm. I wanted to know if there was a a bit of writing in there which taught or teaches me to hold my tongue that was what i was looking for that was the, the that was the question that i've got on my head how do i think before i speak and then maybe regret what i've said <laughs> because i've got no filter and sometimes i don't realize what i'm saying because in my head it's coming from a good place but to other people it may they may take it as offensive kind of thing so i was i was trying to look for how do i hold my tongue I just typed that into Google, yeah. and the Open Bible came up with a bunch of verses. Um, but the one I'm looking for is in Proverbs, and see if it brought it up. Um, um, there's one in Proverbs and one in the New Testament. Yeah, um, Jay, in the book of James, which is a brother of Jesus, a uh, half brother of Jesus, he says, "Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, and slow to anger." And um, I, I and um, Proverbs it says this: Whoever guards his mouth preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. <laughs> That's powerful. And I just think like there's some practical advice in the Bible, and I always think about that. Is you know we we say sometimes we should listen before we speak, and that's the advice I give people with. Um, if you have someone that's still mental illness or any illness is listen to them before you give them advice um you know sometimes i don't want someone to tell me what to do <laughs> sometimes i just want someone to listen to me does yep. that make sense yeah and sometimes it's better just to say look i don't know how to help you but i can help you look for it or i can i'll listen to you um <laughs> and like that's sometimes the best thing you can do for people is just listen to them, let them uh, unload on you because so many people, even Christians here in America sometimes, like I wish we'd apply that verse, slow to speak, <laughs> uh, quick to hear, slow to speak. Like um, in America, like with, you know, I don't know if you, I don't know what you knew about when President Trump was president. And we, we we knew enough over here. <laughs> yeah. Like uh, like like yeah. I tell people whatever you think of President Trump and how he did, like people were so divisive in the country about that and about COVID. Like if you said, "Well, I voted for him," some people would get mad. Yeah, oh, horrible. Or Politics if you said, I didn't is, vote is for really him, bad. Horrible. Or if you said, "I think the thing with COVID was." We shouldn't have to wear masks. People get mad. I'm like, well, listen to them and understand why. You know, like, why do they think this? Just listen to them. You don't have to, like, we don't always have to tell people we disagree with them. And no, exactly. Um, yeah. Sometimes, you know, like, like I tell people, like, I'm probably going to disagree with half of what you tell me, probably, and you're probably going to disagree with most of what I tell you. But you know, like, we can disagree and be nice about it. We, but, um. Sometimes just listening, it helps. Yeah. 
It really does. You know, and so I hope that helps answer your question. Yeah, it does. Um, well, you say so. I'm just, I'm just taking it in mm-hmm. at the minute. I'm just taking in what's been said, um, and I can't believe that come out of the Bible what was just said mm-hmm. because it makes so much sense. Mm-hmm. You, in my terminology, loose lips sink ships, mm-hmm. or talk too much, you might end up in a bit of bother. So a lot of the time, it's better to listen rather than to quickly judge or talk to people or try and know the answer before they've even told you what the question is kind of thing. So that's something that I can now finally look into, knowing that I've got these this app now and I've, I've got the websites there stored and it's all good. <laughs> so hopefully I can learn from that and that can help me with my self-development. So yeah. I'm dead, you know, grateful for yeah. that little gift that you've just given me there. That's, that's well, a brilliant you. gift. It's a perfect gift. And I just want to tell people if there's like, there's hope like for people. And I'm just thankful by the grace of God. I've never, I never have dealt with drug addiction or, you know, if that makes sense, because a lot of people bipolar do. And people say, how do we help people? who are addicted to drugs are alcoholics who are bipolar. And I said, well, first of all, be gracious towards them because we don't know what they've been through. Um, and just try to help them. And, but there is hope. I, I mean, I have many friends that still with that and they are been drug free or have been alcohol free for, um, who were alcoholics for years. And, um, but there's hope, and um, I'm just thankful by the grace of Jesus that um, that's not been something I've dealt, I've dealt with. But we have to have compassion on people that deal with things that we don't deal with, and say, "I might not understand it, but I'll walk alongside you." And um, it doesn't help people. <laughs> I always say this about the young, like the generation of college students in America. They get blamed for a lot of things that. It, isn't fair fair i think i said whether or not what you say is is true we all need constructive criticism but none of us just need criticism for criticism's sake <laughs> we, we need to give them hope as well and teach them we need to teach each other how to be better exactly and you know this the persons that are making the judgment how qualified are they yeah that's why i, I always you. question that you know who who gives you the rights to 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 judge people if you've never walked a mile in their shoes? You don't know what they've been through. You mm-hmm. don't know what they're going through currently at the moment. You know, it's easy to sit on the pedestal looking down at people and making fun and mocking, but you could easily find yourself knocked off that pedestal and in the same situation. You could lose your job tomorrow. Oh yeah. You could lose your house, your home, your wife could leave you, or your or your husband could leave you. None of us are safe. And that's why I think it's always best to be humble and always try and treat people the way that you want to be treated. Don't judge just because you feel like you're better. Because it's a, you, you hit the, the nail on the head earlier on. We're all unique. We might think that we're different in ourselves, obviously, with the, with the mental health side of it. But how do you know that's actually a mental health thing? How do you know that's not just you've been blessed with 
i.e. for you, you can multitask on very little energy. You can get a hell of a lot done. Yep. Some people can't do that. I don't know a lot of people that, that can run around that long and get a doctorate and two churches to, to, to run and teaching. That's That's loads of work. You know what I'm saying? So for me, that's like a superhero gift that you've been given. And yet well, people would, would try and put that down and slate you for that. And I'm like, yeah. no, this, this guy's a, he's a legend, in my opinion. He's, a, he's the real deal. He's, he's doing well, what he's doing. Well, thank you. And that's why I tell, like, most of the students I work with are very introverted. And I'm very extroverted. And some, some of them have said, I wish I could be more like you in that regard. And I said, why? I said, God's made you unique. Be who you are. I mean, like... I, I'm glad we're not all the same because I would be bored to death if we were all yeah. the same. Yeah, it would be very boring because you could literally see your life plan out because you just look at the older generation like, well, I'm heading there. That's yeah. it. Yeah, that that won't. Um, so I've got a question for you. Yes, sir. Um, what inspired you most to speak out about your your mental health and if you had any struggles with it what what was the big inspiration behind it to start speaking to obviously students and and people around you well um i think it was my wife told me you know i was my wife sat down and talked to me about this and you know you know we talked about it and my psychiatrist as well and you know they said just don't start like I was afraid to tell people because I was afraid what the church fires me. Yeah. Um, you know, like I shouldn't have thought of that because everyone I told was very, everyone I've told personally that I know has been very supportive. Um, but um, they were cautious and they said, just don't go start blurring this out people everywhere. So, you know, like be like, start telling people slowly, um, you know, and that's what I did. And I just thought, well, what if there are other people that deal with this that don't are ashamed to tell other people? When I when I started telling people this, I had a pastor call me and says, we have a lady in our church that's bipolar. How do I help her? Um, and so I talked with him. He goes, that makes so much sense. So like when I know that she's just going like talk and talk and talk and she's a mania and I said, how do I help her? And I said, well, um, just ask her how to help. And so he did. And she said, well, just give me some caffeine. And caffeine helps me calm down. And so he said, I started keeping Red Bulls. And it helped her, like, focus more. <laughs> um, but, and, but that was it. Just I want to give people that, especially people who maybe grew up in the Christian church, um, or anywhere who are ashamed to tell people because they're afraid that people look down on them or they can't be um, productive as being bipolar to know you can be. And, you know. You're living proof of that. Yeah. I mean, you'd be surprised how many students I meet that deal with depression or bipolar and they're like, wow, you seem normal. I'm like, well, you don't know me very well yet. <laughs> <laughs> But especially because I want to watch some rubbish movies while eating wings. <laughs> yeah. And, and, but that's, um, but that was it. It's just like, 
for a while it was like I was just being prideful and like I I was ashamed of it. But then I was like, you know what? I I don't I shouldn't be ashamed of it. I should explain it to people that are close to me. And then when I told people and they researched it, they're like, that makes a lot of sense. Now we understand you better. Yeah. And hopefully go, not get angry around you as well. Yeah. And they're mannerisms. like, <laughs> when you start getting, saying crazy things, now we know why. <laughs> <laughs> That's the answer to it. Yeah. Yeah. Because part of it is you're you, you're just Jeremy. But part of it is, Maybe that's the bipolar in, um, cause when I start this, I'll just say something off the wall. Like I was talking to my wife the other day and she asked me what I wanted for dinner. And I said, can we go see Alice Cooper in concert? She goes, okay, but what do you want for dinner? I'm like, what do you want to watch for TV? She goes, Jeremy focus. What do you want for dinner? I'm like, I don't care. <laughs> but <laughs> just edible, whatever's that, edible. I mean, but that's silly, but that's kind of how it can play out is a lack of focus sometimes. Yeah. And so, but that was it. I just wanted to, I was just like, why be ashamed of something that, you know, isn't my fault. And, no, and you're hot, you're honoring it as well. Really. Yeah. You've, you've done so much in your life so far, 43 year old, you're not exactly old and you've accomplished so much. And you come across like such a fun guy as well. So I can understand why the students absolutely love you as well. Well, thank <laughs> um, you. No, honestly. And I mean that from the bottom of my heart, you know, listening to you and speaking to you, it's like chatting to a mate that I've known all my life. It's it's amazing. Um, I, I just love the way that you are. It's great. And, you know, don't ever change. And if it is the bipolar, then rock on bipolar review because it's working. It's, it's great for you, <laughs> you know. Um. I just love the person that you are, the, the, the way that you um, you accept it. And it doesn't stop you from being you around your loved ones as well. So it's obviously great to have that support from your wife as well. And I think you're quite funny, quite a comedic, comedic guy. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you can just, you can just pray for her because sometimes I think Sometimes I think um, people with bipolar make it hard on family members. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. yeah. Does that make sense? Like going from one extreme to another, that's, I think, harder on family members sometimes than we realize. It does. So, it's, it's a little bit like my life at the moment. Um, yeah, family life can be hard. And I understand it's me. I've been watching that Tyson Fury documentary on Netflix, and he's got it. And it's like I can relate to what he's doing. Um, like I said, I'm not diagnosed with it. I don't know if I've got it or not. I'm, I'm only going off what you've been saying, and I'm thinking, yeah, I can relate to what he's saying. <laughs> What's going on? So that'll be another thing that I'll check up on. Um, Jeremy, for you, what is or what was your biggest moment this year? What's, what's the biggest moment that you've had so far this year that you can remember? Um, I think moving it, well... Moving to Tucson was probably it um, and starting this new job because I started in January. Um, my wife moved here in last July and we bought a house in September, last September. But um, probably moving here and starting this new job is my biggest um, moment. Brilliant. Are you all settled in? We are. Yep. Yeah. Yes, sir. Loads of, um, loads of friends around and stuff. 
Of course. Um, and that's funny because we have some friends that lived where we did in New Mexico that are here now. So that moved oh, wow. <laughs> like that two years before we did. And um, yeah, we have loads of friends. We've um, made lots of friends. We've go to the sports games here with students and other people. And so it's loads of fun. Oh, great. So you've got loads of support as well around you as well. It's making life uh, nice and easy for mm-hmm. you. And how's the uh, Great Dane dealing with the heat? Um, yeah, he's a Great Dane Cano Corso mix or Cane Corso. Ooh, or Cane Corso. Yeah, Beautiful. he's a mix. Yeah. He's, um, you can't walk him. Um, yeah, and the, the day you can't walk him like at all because it's so hot and he's black. Um, so he's absorbing it all. Oh, like Great Danes, especially like um, if you like walk them very much in real hot heat, they can die. Like they can have heat stroke really easy. Yeah, they're a big dog as well. Yeah, he's Um, small for his for his breed. Two breeds. He's only ninety pounds. So all right, okay. Yeah, uh, a vet about four hours away from here found him on the side of the road about seven months ago, weighing 40 pounds. And her and um, a lady that kept him for a month and also put about 50 pounds on him. But he's as big as he'll get. Wow. Um, So it was was a rescue. Yes. He was skin and bones. Like, he didn't look like a Great Dane or a King Corso at all when we got him, except for the head and the tail. Um, But now he looks like one. (laughs) Oh, wow. You have to send me a picture, if you don't mind, if you want to send me a picture, I can put it up on the Facebook page for the listeners to see uh, how cute he is. Oh, yeah. He's, <laughs> he's a great dog. And that's that's was my Christmas present for my wife because she, she likes dogs, but she's not really a dog person, but I am. And so, yeah. but that also helped me walk. Like, he loves to walk about two or three miles a day. So, um but yeah, they don't handle the heat at all. He's an inside dog, yeah. Um, especially in the summer because um, they, like I said, if he was outside in a um, 42, 43 degrees Celsius heat, he would probably die. I was going to say, yeah, because you're out on the equator as well, aren't you, more or less in Tucson? It's right. Yes. In. Is it true in Tucson? You can go skiing in the mountains or whatever it is and then have showers in the back gardens. I've heard this. Yes. And I've, is that right? <laughs> well, yes and yes and no. Like um, they say that, but like the mounds where they snows like an hour away. But it's like um, we would change the Tucson area, but it's like an hour drive to the mountains. Ah, if that does that make sense? Yeah, it's but just, it's like it, it always worried me because my dad said you could fry eggs on the on the on, on like the highway or the the crosswalk or whatever you call it. Yeah, the, the you, paving. I, I'm sure you could. Yeah. <laughs> that's ridiculous heat i like my heat but yeah i mean at the minute in the uk it's like 30 degrees 29 30 degrees i don't know what it is in fahrenheit or anything like that i just know it's 30 degrees and it's we're sweltering it's really hot but Ooh. it's only just come we've literally had the kids all off all summer first for the school break they've just gone back so they've been back two weeks and now the sun's decided to turn up so the whole mm. summer holidays was literally raining, downpour, and was quite a weird cold July and August, to be fair. 
So yeah, when yeah. people say that climate change isn't real, well, something's definitely happening because <laughs> that's not normal. And I mean, we're, we're scheduled thunderstorms uh, tonight, mm. according to my Apple app uh, yeah. weather, saying you know, warning, warning in sight. It's not like the American. But I lived in America. I lived in Michigan for a little bit. I went to go and see my dad um, to yeah. try and patch things over, and we had warnings come on the TV. There was tornadoes, um, tornado warnings coming on. Please, you know, and it. You're watching your program and it would come up. We don't really have that in the UK. We don't really have warnings that stop or interrupt your program. Mm-hmm. So that was different for, for us back here when I lived in, in the yeah. States for a bit. Yeah, it's supposed to be 42 degrees Celsius this weekend. We had five days in a row this summer where it's 48 degrees Celsius. <laughs> to put in, I just looked it up on my phone. I was trying to, I was guessing because I've kind of know, yeah. It hit 118 five days in a row this summer, which is 48 degrees Celsius. That's just crazy. Yeah. like It's crazy heat. Do you actually have siestas over there like they do in Spain when it's too hot? <laughs> do you just stop work between one and four or something? Not, re- well, not really, but um, but people like don't even think out. Well, like if you do any work outside, they typically work 4 a.m. to noon. And like they don't work in past noon um and so there's a lot of things where they change the time here people work in the mornings yeah and then the evenings if that make are the evenings they don't work. Oh, like a split shift yeah or like if they do construction like like construct the construction crew this summer we have that's building houses by us have been starting at 3 a.m and work till 11 because by 11 it's like 104 and so they stopped it yeah, 3 a.m. So how do how do all the guys sleep? Well, not the actual construction workers, but the people in the neighborings. Does it not disturb their sleep? <laughs> well, they they do all the quiet stuff until 8 o'clock, if that makes sense. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do, like, painting or other stuff. Yeah. Um, because, like, um, some of the, even some of the stuff they do, by 8 a.m., like, it's too hot to, like, do certain things, like the paint. I, from what I've been told, I was going to um, say yeah, especially with your roads. Like I'd, I'd expect things to be melting. Oh, they do road construction at night here, like during the summer. Yeah, which do they is, use different asphalt? You know, that's a good question. I I don't know. I I I've, the rumor is that they actually put a drop of blood from Thor in it, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Marvel coming in there. That's brilliant. I love you. You're, you're honestly, you're an amazing guy. You got some great words. <laughs> but yeah, it's that's and that's just. But it's been a very unusually hot. Typically, we don't get above like forty-one degrees or some four. Like typically, forty would be like the high for the day in the summer. Yeah, which is still that's hot. Summer. Well, it is. It's our fire start, isn't it? In the bush and whatnot. It just, it's just, it's so hot. Oh, yes. I mean, I went to Cyprus and it was 45 degrees out there every day. And I was playing football, or I think Americans call it soccer. And mm-hmm. I was throwing up. I was being sick. I just couldn't deal with the heat. It was just too much. So a few guys out there saying, I don't think I could do it. I just think I'll just, I'll just be lounging like the... Give me a bud light, man. I just need a bud. 
<laughs> that would be uh, me literally be like a straw hanging out me out me teeth like get me that what was it like get me a banjo or something <laughs> that's so hard. that's when we do things in the inside during the summer in the heat of the day yeah it might be best to all come in looking like sausages <laughs> Yeah, I have wow. a, you should see my um, arms, my neck compared to my head and my like upper arms. Um, I have a shaved head. That's why I wear a, a hat in the day. <laughs> yes, you don't melt. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't want to look like a tomato on top of my head. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Oh, Jeremy, um, we've come to the end. I've got to go and get the missus from work. It's been absolutely great speaking with you. Um, if you ever want to come back on to continue any more of your story, your great story that, you, that you're already on, I would love to have you back on. I imagine the listeners also will have um, found you quite an amazing character, the way you come across, the things that you speak, quite comedic as well at times, and I, I just love it. Although it's a serious thing that you're dealing with, I think you've hit the nail on the head on being as positive as you've been and also getting the students to absolutely adore you and what you're doing. And at some points wishing that they were you, that just shows the character that you've got is an amazing one. And I imagine the aura around you is great. So I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart for coming onto, onto this podcast um, and inspiring very inspiring story and what you've told us there and and the level of achievement that you've got it just blows me away there's people out there now that sit and literally do nothing and i've got nowhere near what you've what you've accomplished so i look up to you on that respect that's that's amazing amazing work well thank you and maybe one of these days i can come to the uk and um eat some bangers and mash with you (laughs) hundred percent I mean, I don't really eat bangers and mash. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Our fish and chips. I like fish and chips is quite nice. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Chips over here are beautiful. They're absolutely peng. <laughs> um, but no, favorite food for me really is spaghetti bolognese. Absolutely um, love it. Yeah. I love spaghetti. Yeah. Yeah, I'll spaghetti eat. bolognese or meatballs or shepherd's pie is quite nice because it's mince oh, as well with potato on top of cheese. Pie. Yeah. Um, is there anything you want to shout out, Jeremy, while you've got this uh, moment? Is there anything you want to shout out, get any listeners to, to head over to where you are? Um, they, can, um, they can just email me and if they want to know anything. And if they, I do have a newsletter talking about what I do in ministry. And if they want to be part of it, they can, um, they can, um, Email me and sign up for it. I'll put them on there. Um, and it just a short newsletters about what I do and what I do ministry-wise with college students. And um, um, just let them know that it, it will, a couple times a year, I will ask for donations because I raise my own support. But that's like a couple times a year. But just just in general, just what if just... If they want to stay in contact, ask questions about um, bipolar, about the Bible, anything, they can just email me. I'm, I'll be open to helping anybody if they can. No, that's brilliant. So to the listeners, the email that you need is jeremy at 
challengeaz.com. Yes. And I will put that in the description below in this uh, podcast show. Um, and, and yeah, Jamie, if you ever want to come back on, you're more than welcome. I, I would be happy to. Maybe we can do an episode about mental illness and how um, video games can help or something. Yes. Unreal Tournament, where I lose my life for 15 days. <laughs> I lost my life. Just a quick one. We got the VR for the PlayStation a few years oh. back, and there was a game that came with it, and it was um, Resident Evil. And I woke up. Well, I didn't wake up. What am I on about? I'd finished the game in one sitting. I took the VR off my head. The whole house was complete darkness, and my partner was fast asleep on my lap. It was the most surreal thing in the world because I'd thought that I was sat there like in this world. I took it off and the whole house was dark because everything had switched off. The TV had switched itself off into standby mode. <laughs> that's, Games. I get that's lost hilarious. in them. I, I literally get lost in them. Pokemon, uh, Zelda. <laughs> I'm gone. Uh, Breath of the Wild <laughs> is so good. I, I want to get the new one. Oh, that's such a, oh, such a good game. There is some cracking games out there. Absolutely cracking games out there. Yeah. Anyway, Jeremiah, thank you so much for coming on. Well, thank you, sir. And um, I'll email you um, pictures of my dog so you can put up. Yes. Yeah. The listeners would love to see that on the page. Um, right. If you haven't already as well, anybody listening and, and yourself, if you want to, if you do want to follow this podcast page, it's brand new on Facebook. Um it's my life, my journey podcast on Instagram. I've just started up on there as well as my life underscore my journey podcast. Uh, I'm just trying to get it out as much as I can. I'm trying to get all the listeners that come on, obviously to share their episode to their social media, because I am trying to get to every single person. As everybody knows, there is no money on this. I don't make any money on this. It is something I do in part time of my, of my day to day life. I've already done a 12 hour shift already um and now i've come home to do this as well um and now i've got to pick the missus up so thanks guys for for joining me on this uh podcast today and jeremy thank you so much again mr megatron shall we say oh, doctor because you got your doctorate so dr megatron <laughs> i like that i am megatron thank you so <laughs> thank you everybody goodbye for now Anyway, guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode, and I thank you very much for joining me. If you have enjoyed today's show, then please share, rate, and review. And if you wish to connect with me, then please do so by connecting to either the Instagram page, just search My Life, My Journey Podcast, or even now we're on Facebook, so search at My Life, My Journey Podcast and connect to me on there. If you'd like to have a chat, we can have a chat and we can discuss things about if you wanted to come onto the show, anything like that that just reach out spread the love remember guys our stories may help somebody that is suffering in silence right now until then have a great day and i'll see you all next time